This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. Man, so uh, I don't know if I can handle like a like an eight-hour WrestleMania. I mean, they're talking like 17 matches. I love wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah, but like 17 matches? That's a lot of matches. I mean, I'm on Wikipedia right now, there's 10 matches already. And that already looks like a long list. Uh, dude, it, I mean, and all of these need, I mean, a good amount of time. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, that's not even talking about, like, you know, the tag matches. and <sighs> WrestleMania weekend's going to be long, but it's going to be great, Steven. I really hope I really hope we get some awesome awesome matches. Well, there's no there's no denying that we will get awesome matches. But uh, how how many uh, mediocre or not so good matches do we have to drudge through? We'll see. Yeah, I guess so. Welcome everybody to Headlock Talk. My name is Tanner. Hello. And this here to my left, Mixmaster producer, my good buddy here, Stephen. Hello. 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 Well, uh, so Stephen. Um, this has been a fun week, and we've just been talking about WrestleMania uh-huh. just now, right? Yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about how we get there. We're going to talk about some Raw. We're going to talk about SmackDown. We'll cover a little bit of NXT as well. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I really hope that you guys enjoy listening here. Uh, a quick shout-out to uh, some listeners of ours. Uh, uh, we, we just ran through some data analytics. We found out that we had uh, some fans in Canada and in Germany and Sweden. That, that's good. That's good, yeah. That's good. Excellent. I hope we didn't offend you just now. <laughs> Did we just lose our, uh, our, yeah, our, our, our German our, our numbers are dumping right now as we speak. <laughs> no, uh, But no, seriously, wherever you are, 
thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. It's 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 an honor and a privilege for us to do this for you guys. And you know, keep on listening, guys. Yeah. We, we absolutely love all the feedback. Absolutely. <clears throat> no, I I never really even imagined that anyone would would want to listen to me uh, talk <laughs> about wrestling or, or listen to us talk about wrestling. Let alone someone in uh, Germany or or. Uh, uh, Sweden. Yeah. So thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank a- you. A- as Americans, uh, we're we're really proud of 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 you know having you know foreigner listen uh, foreign listenership. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, yeah, keep Is that it. A word? I, I just made it up. Cool. So y'all keep on doing your thing. We'll keep on doing ours, and you know just uh, uh, give us a shout and listen. Um, onwards and upwards, as always. Yeah. We have a packed show here, and uh, don't forget. We have the quarterfinals of Fantasy Warfare 2018-2019 to get to. and This is going to be the hardest one yet. By golly, yeah, this is going to be difficult. But it's going to be an awesome ride, and I hope you guys uh, uh, like what we pick out and what we decide. And yeah. Hey, if you don't, let us know. If you don't, yeah, let us know on the Twitter uh, and the Twitterverse. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hit us up. And don't forget to like and uh, subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes, Spotify, yep. wherever. Uh, we'd love uh, to hear back from y'all. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, let's let's get to Raw here because this week in Raw was, well, it was something. <laughs> um, we we kick off Raw in actually a pretty nice way. Uh, Paul Heyman comes out with Brock Lesnar as you promised. Lost me. Oh man, you lost me. Uh, the numbers keep dumping, guys. <laughs> Even Stevens tuning out at this point. Uh, but yeah, Paul Heyman comes out with Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman cuts a promo, uh, and he's he's talking about how Seth Rollins claims. Of uh, Brock having difficulties with smaller guys like AJ and Daniel Bryan and Finn Balor, he's talking about how he's talking about how how that that frame of mind is all wrong. That Brock's beaten all three of these guys. Yeah, and yeah. I mean that's obviously true. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't really move past that. Um, it was a great promo, uh, all things considered. And this brought out Drew McIntyre, and Drew's been on a pretty good roll lately. Yeah, uh, he. He he makes the claim that uh, uh, Paul Heyman better start looking for another opponent for Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania because he's going to dispatch of Seth Rollins tonight as he continues to break the shield. I see, I see. So that prompted Seth Rollins, who, uh, of course, tonight's Raw or that night's Raw took place in Chicago. Seth Rollins is huge in Chicago. He's a big Chicago Bears fan. Okay. Um, and he comes out with a steel chair and just pummels Drew McIntyre. Absolutely lays waste to him. I like what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so far so good. Uh, the face that Brock Lesnar makes is hilarious. He doesn't know whether to look disturbed or to be. Uh, uh, I don't want to say aroused is the right word. <laughs> uh, m- maybe the man has a thing for violence, but that he, is not where I thought you were going at all. Uh, just, uh, I mean, rewatch Raw on Hulu and you tell me what what this face looks like. Uh, during this segment, but I'm just uh, gonna go out on a limb and say it's most likely not arousal. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll pull up the image. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> so on. So, so Seth gets into the ring after beating up uh, McIntyre, and uh, he's got this chair still. And Brock leaves the ring, and Paul mm-hmm. Heyman's out of the ring, and uh, uh, Brock thinks about going back in, and Paul's like, "Hey, stop! Hold your horses." We, you know, save it for the money game. Save it for the money fight at WrestleMania. This yeah. was what you can hear him audibly saying. And, uh, well, that kind of reiterates this whole Brock's in it for the money thing. Yeah. You know, you get that, you know, uh, that continued. Which is kind of interesting that know. Paul would say that. Uh, 
Yeah. Miked or not. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just kind of strange that he would openly say that yeah. on Raw. I, I mean, it's 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 to character. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, that's 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 worth looking at. True. Um, we, we had a match Finn Balor uh, and his handpicked uh, partner versus Lashley and Leo Rush, um, which that's uh, uh, that that handpicked partner of Finn's turns out to be none other than Braun Strowman. Okay. Uh, so had a decent match to open up Raw. Uh, I mean, it's what you'd expect. Uh, uh, some some big man wrestling moments between Braun and and uh, Lashley mm-hmm. going head to head. Some. <laughs> uh, the, the the poor like uh, uh, timekeepers you know got really involved in this one here. Uh, <laughs> you know, Lashley throwing uh, Finn at the timekeepers and then Braun uh, tackling Lashley into the timekeepers area. It was Man. all sorts of all over the place. These guys are just trying to do their job. Yeah, they're just trying to write down times. Yeah, you know, make sure they ring the bell at the right time. It, it's crazy. Mm. Uh, Braun and Finn ended up with the win here after Braun power slams uh, Leo Rush. I mean, I'm guessing that's to be expected. Man. Uh, yeah, the, the, the large man, small man dynamic between Leo Rush and Braun Strowman was Is actually... Is Leo Rush okay? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I would assume so. I mean, I... I didn't, Braun's a big man. Braun's a very large man. And uh, Leo is not. Well, that and all this stuff with... Uh, uh, these Saturday Night Live guys coming on to Raw mm-hmm. and pestering Braun Strowman, uh, it's, it, you know, it's really upsetting Braun. You know, I see. so so uh, WrestleMania, I, you know, they're gonna have some guys from Saturday Night Live attend and be a part of the show, and they better watch out for Braun. Is all I'm saying. All right. So uh, onwards and upwards, uh, we we have a segment here where Kurt Angle is announcing his retirement match. This is so. It's well. It's it's finally been decided. Of course, he he thanks the McMahon family first and foremost uh, for letting him pick his opponent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you don't you don't think Kurt Angle picked this man? I I know with a hundred percent certainty that Kurt Angle did not pick this man. Okay. So if you haven't seen Raw, Kurt Angle, or or if you or if you haven't if if you just lived under a rock because it's all over the internet yeah uh kurt angle picks of course baron corbin because he says he would like nothing more than to make the man who's made his life a living hell he wants to make him tap out at wrestlemania and then ride off into the sunset which i mean i tend to agree with him Mm. uh but i mean i I would like to see that on raw i mean yeah wrestlemania uh, i mean you know uh, Kurt Angle could have a bigger match at WrestleMania, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And the <laughs> letting me pick my opponent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, if you for the for the <laughs> listeners, I'm doing air quotes right now. That is complete baloney, sir. Complete baloney. Yeah. I there, mean, there is one man in the entire world who picked that likes Baron Corbin. <laughs> well, it's, it's, is it Baron Corbin? Okay, two people. Uh, Baron Corbin's mom. Three. Okay. Who is this mystery man, Stephen? Vince McMahon. Oh, I, was, I, I could have never guessed. I, I couldn't have guessed uh, either. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, Vince likes Baron, and I mean, uh, so I'll give the it, devil. I'll give the devil his due. The man can generate some enormous, genuine heat. Yeah. Just for existing, Baron Corbin <laughs> draws heat. Yeah. And and I think that's something that uh, our buddy J. Raws touched on before. Um, uh, I'm not a fan of his in-ring work. I'm not a fan of even his promo work. 
but people just seem to dislike the man. Yeah. And that's something that you need in a show sometimes. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I'm not even that hard on Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. I think he's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of a heel, he, he goes out and does his job, 100%. Mm-hmm. He's, he's decent on a mic, decent ring work, whatever. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with Baron Corbin is that ever since uh, the whole uh, rivalry with Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman uh, over the, the GM thing. Oh, Kurt Angle, you mean? Yeah, with, with the GM thing and yeah. everything like that. They've just been shoving him down our throats. Yep. You you get a Baron Corbin match, and you get a Baron Corbin match, and you get a, I don't want it. Yeah. I mean, the man main evented Fastlane. Cool. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, not only do I agree with you, the internet at large agrees with you here, Steven, because yeah. this did not go down well. It, it even got to the point where Michael Cole himself had to say how on air how fans were displeased with this decision um you mean you mean the deaf and 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 blind michael cole yeah (laughs) wait a second (laughs) he's i mean he's he gets a twitter update you know yeah uh, all over the place i'm sure about this even kurt angle's own wife took to twitter and uh talked about her displeasure of this decision so uh, who knows i mean as of right now as of us speaking currently uh there's no plan change in the works here there's no plan change for it to be john cena Mm -hmm. i think that's the unanimous decision and something that i've been calling for for a while that's a hundred percent that that should be the match yeah uh, that that's the pick man like what i i agree with you a hundred percent i agree with you They, they had a they had an opportunity to make to make a really really nice match and uh, not that this isn't going to be a nice send-off for Kurt Angle, uh, but they had an opportunity to make it so much better. They did. And, and, and instead, they, they decided to push this uh, storyline down our throats again and, and make it seem like Kurt Angle made it... His decision. Made, made his own decision here. Yeah. But the, this is 100%... Uh, not his decision. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. This is really sad. I don't know. No, I I agree. Uh, but who knows? We'll we'll have to find out at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe they got something uh, something big planned. Who per- knows? Perhaps so. Um, so Kurt Kurt Angle stays in the ring for his match, and he has a uh, he has a great match here with Chad Gable, who comes out. And Chad Gable, he's a he's a, a former amateur wrestler himself. And and prior to the match, he he doesn't do this on microphone, but he. He extends his hand out to Kurt Angle. They shake hands. You know, he's he's talked openly in the past about uh, Kurt Angle being an inspiration to him and how much of an impact he's had on his own career. Uh, so um, they have a, a decent enough match, um, but you can really start to tell how much wrestling has worn down Kurt Angle over the years. Yeah, multiple neck injuries. He moves pretty rough. It's I mean, it's it's not hard to watch, but it's it's getting to that point where you're like, you know, yes, this I personally is, this is the right w- would take it one step further and say it almost is hard to watch, yeah. just because of uh, you know the legendary status of Kurt Angle and, and the respect that I have and I know you have for him. Absolutely, uh, I I just man, I'm really glad that you're still here and that you're still around with us, yeah. but I don't want. I don't want someone to botch a move on you, right? And, and then, and then have you really retire for 
for uh, for for in a bad way. In a bad way, exactly. Now here's what I'm thinking because I absolutely am a huge fan of Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. I think he's got worlds of potential, and I think that if you gave him the opportunity, if you put that rocket ship on his back, he could he could carry you to wherever you want to be because he's absolutely got all the tools necessary to be a superstar mm-hmm. upon a superstar above superstars. In my opinion. He is the next Kurt Angle, right? Okay. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Now, what I would like is if Kurt Angle, maybe after WrestleMania, perhaps starts managing Chad Gable. Mm. Maybe maybe is kind of like, you know what, hey, I see a lot of myself in you. I want to be your mentor. I want to help you get to where you need to be. Maybe that starts some hard feelings with Bobby Roode because Bobby Roode's not getting all that attention. Yeah. You know, from Chad Gable. And maybe that creates some fission, and who knows? There might be a split, and hopefully this can ignite Chad Gable to go on a huge singles run himself. I could certainly see him as a potential champion in the future. Um, I just I I think the world of Chad Gable at this point because I know that he's got the talent to make it big. Yeah, I I I mean I agree with all of that. I I really like that idea, and especially with um, you know Kurt maybe. Uh, coming back to manage Chad Gable, I think that'd be an awesome way to still have him around, but not put in harm's way, uh, so to speak, you know? I mean, uh, you could could make it, uh, you know, uh, Kurt Angle, um, he he hands the keys over to the Olympic Slam, you know, the the Angle Slam, and the the ankle lock, he could pass those on to Gable, and, you know, really make it like a, a, make him a real wrestler. You know, uh, you know, doing doing kind of shoot moves, but in a way that's uh, uh, digestible for the pro wrestling. Right, right. Perhaps. No, I like that. Um, so yeah, decent enough match uh, there. Uh, uh, there's a segment where uh, Ronda Rousey arrives late, and this is pointed out by one of the referees in the back. He goes up to Ronda, uh, who's with her husband Travis Brown. He, he's an MMA fighter as okay. well. Um, referee comes up and he's like, "Ronda, you're late." You know, and and as part of your punishment for beating all of the the referees last week and all the mayhem that you caused, you know we have to have security escort you oh. through the night. Okay. So you know, Rhonda's like whatever, you know, and her and Travis continue walking on back, and the security trail her. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's whatever. They've been making this big deal about Ronda Rousey having this undisclosed fine, quote unquote. Uh, that that she had to pay for causing so much carnage on last week's Raw and oh, beating up Dana okay. Brooke and all this and that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess they're trying to uh, prepare everybody for Ronda's arrival. Right on. Um, uh, the the Boss and the Hug Connection come out on a segment here. Uh, they accept the challenge by the Iconics uh, for this week's SmackDown, uh, and then Natalia and Beth Phoenix come out. And Beth Phoenix, uh, you know, she's looking in pretty good shape. Uh, says that uh, Nia Jax is petty and that she's awoken the, the dragon, the fire inside her to, to uh, step out of retirement uh, and to uh, team with Natalia to face the Boston Hug Connection at WrestleMania. Yes, please. That's That would be a very good match. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, I don't think we're going to get Lita and Trish anymore. I think this is more of the direction that we're probably going to go in. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably also see Nia Jax and Tamina involved in this one, and probably the Iconics themselves, too, just based on where this writing is going here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's where I believe we're going to be going here. Um, so 
there's some back and forth. Uh, you know, Bailey says, with all due respect, you know, are you going to, you know, are you even ready? Have you prepared enough? Do you want you need more time to do this? Mm. Um, you know, Natalia interjects and says, do you know who you're even talking to? No, snap. Uh, you know, motions are starting to run high is yep. what Michael Cole would say. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, a, a brawl ensues and, uh, that results in a match between Sasha Banks and Natalia. Well, uh, the match itself doesn't run very long. There's not enough to make note of here. Gotcha. Uh, Nia Jax interjects herself in the middle of the match and comes out. Uh, boo. Boo. <laughs> so Nia Jax gets on the mic and she says that uh, uh, she's done more in three years than Beth Phoenix has done in her entire career. L-O-L. Yeah. Uh, factually incorrect. <laughs> um, she says that she's stronger and and prettier, and she's a, she's a stronger and prettier version uh, than uh, of the Glamazon, you know what you know Beth Phoenix. Uh, if I say anything to that, I'm gonna regret it, and we'll probably have to cut it later. So, so I'm gonna leave it alone. So we'll move along then. Yep. Uh, you know Tamina attacks Beth Phoenix from behind. She super kicks Bailey and Sasha, and then the bell rings. The match is over. Uh, Naya then uh, says, "We'll see you at WrestleMania." And they mm. will, and her and Tamina walk backstage. Okay, that's the end of that segment. Okay. Uh, afterwards, uh, we get an announcement about the Warrior Award this year. Uh, of course, the Ultimate Warrior Memorial Award. That, that was a tongue twister. Hey, you got it out though. <sighs> um, so uh, the, the uh, so uh, this is going to a woman named Sue Atchison. Uh, Atchison. Atchison. Uh, she's basically the um, behind the scenes. She's like a, a talent relations head. Um, uh, she's also the driving force behind um, a lot of like the WWE's like good PR, like uh, with the Make a Wish Foundation and everything. This is someone who's uh, been a loyal servant of the WWE for over thirty years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of somebody who's more deserving of this than her. Yeah. Uh, so somebody that you don't really see on screen. Somebody who you know. Um, you don't really hear a lot about, but somebody who's definitely worth, you know, uh, and worthy of the award, rather. Absolutely. Congratulations. Congratulations, Sue. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Dana Brooke, they hyped this match to the, to the moon over the last week. You know, Dana's the underdog. Can she do anything to, about this match? Yeah. You know, is she going to pull it off and ruin the WrestleMania card? Um, well, Ronda Rousey comes, to the mat, uh, comes down to the ring. She's marching. She looks like old UFC Ronda, which Good. is what uh, Good. I think we've, we've been calling for and J-Raw's been calling for J-Raw's for a while. Been, been pushing for that, yeah. yeah. So I think he would be pleased with what he saw here. Um, there's an interview with Dana backstage, and Dana says, you know, you know that uh, she basically gives the any given Sunday argument how anybody can beat anybody on a given day. Yeah, she yeah. only needs a three count to take the title. Right. She comes out and just gets ripped apart by Ronda Rousey. Oh, cool! Doesn't yeah, doesn't take any time <laughs> off. Yeah, uh, Dana Brooke slaps Ronda. Ronda gives a huge knee to the face, continuous knees to the to the stomach, and then she whips in the arm bar, and there's the tap out. Man, well, she doesn't relinquish the arm bar. Right? Oh, she doesn't. Like their bells ringing, the referees come out, the security comes out, and then she finally gets the arm bar off, and she's pushing referees down, and so. She she's had security follow her this whole night apparently, and they just let her go on her own. All right, out to the ring. Yep. Cool. I just 
I think it would have been a cool visual if the security followed Rhonda to the ring. Absolutely. That yeah. would. Uh, now that we're talking about it, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Uh, that makes her look dangerous as hell. Right. You yeah. know, like like the security has to protect the fans from Rhonda. Right. Yeah. I, I missed was, opportunities. I, missed opportunities. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, she's um, she eventually she goes up to her husband Travis Brown, who is now actually in the audience at this point. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And uh, he's trying to calm her down, it seems. And then all the security surrounds her, and she gets upset, and she starts throwing security all over the place. And then one guard tries to take her down from behind, and then her husband reaches over and gives the security guard a forearm from the audience. Oh. This was actually a really good forearm. I really hope <laughs> that he's probably, uh, like, maybe training now. Yeah. I think he'd be good, a good fit in WWE. <laughs> right on. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, husband-wife duo, Ronda and Travis. Um, so he lifts up Ronda from over the barricade because he's like seven foot tall. And, Goodness, you know, okay. Yeah, he's huge. Uh, so he lifts her up from over the barricade and they walk through the crowd to the back. You know, the, the crowd, I mean, look, if this was ten years ago, the crowd would have been eating this up mm. and, uh, and seeing Ronda as a, as a baby face and not as this heelish character. At this point, because, I mean, she's looking more like Stone Cold than Becky has in the last three months, which mm-hmm. is, you know, that's what Vince has been trying to project Becky Lynch as. It's just, right. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But, I mean, this is what they did, and Ronda came off looking great. Right on. I mean, it, it seems like they're kind of just uh, trying to go with the flow uh, on the whole situation with uh ronda and charlotte and becky because yeah. it doesn't really seem to be uh getting the reaction that they're really looking for or planning for yep and it almost seems like they're just like okay they're reacting this way so we got to do this you know yep. um which i mean good on them if they're trying to create that storyline but i mean i don't know it just doesn't seem to be going the way that they think it should be if that makes sense you know what I mean, I mean, I like it. Yeah. Am I any more excited now than I was last week about the match? No. Okay. But I like what they're doing. Yeah. You know, it's it's going the right direction. We still have three more weeks, I think, mm-hmm. uh, until WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, we've got a, a plenty of time if they just concentrate on making this stand out. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're get, we're getting uh, we're getting badass Ronda, so that's cool. That is cool. It's a step in the right direction. For sure. For sure. Uh, there's also a match with uh, Ricochet and Jinder Mahal. Seems like a little bit of a mismatch here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, the, not my first choice to put up against Ricochet. Yeah. Really not even my first choice to put up with Jinder Mahal either. It's uh, kind of just a strange matchup for the two of them. Uh, I mean, this this is helps gets, uh, get um, Ricochet over more. Right. He, he, he defeats Jinder Mahal, so that's a, that's a former champion that mm-hmm. he's defeated, which is great. Yeah. Um, some interesting commentary here. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the fourth wall here, Stephen. So, you know, let's let's hold our seats here. Holding. <laughs> um, uh, so, Alistair Black is actually in Holland away on his honeymoon. Uh, believe good for it, him. Be, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's to S- Zelina Vega. If you know, Zelina Vega is the manager of uh, Andrade. Andrade. Yep. Um, so, uh, again, I apologize if you did not know this, but that is the case. Um, so in the middle of the match, uh, Michael Cole makes comment that uh, Alistair Black's not there tonight because he's away in Holland conducting business. 
you know, I mean, uh, I mean, that's not technically wrong. Yeah, it, dep- I mean, it depends on what kind of business you're conducting, eh? Yeah. <laughs> ah, this uh, guy. You know. Uh, well, you know, I mean, hey, you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it, you know, but hey, we keep Ricochet on on air, which mm-hmm. is nice. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. he looked great tonight, or, or Monday night rather. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's about as much as that is worth noting. You know, so it keeps them fresh. I really still see the match, uh, their match going into WrestleMania being against the Revival. Yeah. I think that's the direction that needs to go in. But uh, it makes the most sense, and with Michael Cole uh, mentioning Aleister Black as mm-hmm. uh, Ricochet's partner, yeah, it, it really makes sense that they would put them together with, into a tag match at WrestleMania. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent, and I hope that's the direction that they go in because that, oh, yeah. that that itself, if if you gave them. Again, I know we're hoping and praying that they give all these matches worth their time, uh, or those that aren't worth our time, you know, give them the the according uh, right. allotted slot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's a match worth fifteen minutes of my time. More than that, but absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, if you let these guys go and do their thing, I know the revival and Aleister Black and Ricochet would tear the house down. Yeah, it would be a, uh, definitely a highlight on WrestleMania. Yeah, in my opinion, they need a tag name now. Dude, I'm telling you, Aerial Death Squad. It's the best name. Just saying. 100%. That's not what they're going to go with, though. But that would be a great name. Witchcraft would be great still, too. Yeah. We talked about that one. Uh-huh. Uh, you could do so much. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I don't know. Now that now that they're pushing them as a tag team, yeah. it's really awkward to say the tag team of Aleister Black and Ricochet. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Yeah. 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 Oh well, uh, um, we have a an interesting interview between Batista and Michael Cole, mm-hmm. um, where Batista uh, he he says he doesn't um, he doesn't like Triple H uh, that all he's wanted uh, is a final match with Triple H. Uh, Batista says that Triple H is used Triple H uses people uh, to protect him, and that's what Triple H did to him, uh, and, and that's why. Uh, he wants this match so bad because he feels used. Uh, he says that Triple H underestimated him and that Batista's sick of people saying that he quit. He, he says Triple H is insecure and jealous and that Triple H never thought he'd be a star. Uh, so, I mean, uh, Cole's kind of ducking and dodging what Batista's saying. And he says, well, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, Triple H has always been great to me. We're good friends. Mm-hmm. And, and Batista snaps and he says... Every he Triple H has everybody fooled, you know, uh, you know. So, uh, you know, it's uh, this is a very interesting build. I really like the realness here. I really, really like that storyline. Yeah, that that definitely, I like that. And, and Batista, obviously, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Fantastic actor. Yeah, and so the promos that he's cutting right now are killer. Very good. Killer. I mean, look. I mean, I know that his schedule can't call for it, but if he had an extended run, I would not mind at all Batista being back on the main roster. Absolutely, that would be a, a another cornerstone guy that mm-hmm. you could have, uh, you know, uh, in that main event Universal Title scene. Yeah, and I think that would be extraordinary. Um, uh, Batista closed the interview by saying, "Hopefully, Vince will one day wake up and fire Triple H." And that, that Batista will end Triple H's career at WrestleMania. Okay. Um, chances of that happening? Zero. Yeah. 
you know. Zero. I mean, I mean, even if Triple H loses, he's. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's family. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we get to the main event. Drew McIntyre is out. He's he says that actions speak louder than words, and we're shown a video package of uh, uh, the beatdown that he gave to Roman Reigns the week before. Um, he says that he's single-handedly destroying the Shield, and that Seth Rollins is deluded. He lives in a fantasy world, just mm. like all the fans. And McIntyre, uh, he's claiming that this is his yard now, and he challenges Roman Reigns to a fight at WrestleMania. He says, I know what your answer is already, but you know what? I want you to look into your wife's eyes and the, ch- and the, wi- the eyes of your children you know, who are sobbing, and that you need to tell them no, because I'm going to maim you at WrestleMania and destroy you. The hardest line in this promo is the hardest line in this promo unfortunately is that Drew McIntyre says you may have beaten leukemia but at Wrestlemania you will never beat me look I'm really tired of them having to go through all this leukemia stuff and unfortunately for Roman I you know I hope this isn't the case but this is going to be something that's going to be hard for him to avoid through the rest of his career. Um, you know, he really said that. He really said that. Wow. Uh, okay. And it did not go down well with the fans. Oh, you think? <laughs> I mean, look. And it, the crowd goes wild. Right. I, I, look, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. I, I feel like they're just really not subtle anymore about this whole leukemia thing. That is just, almost the exact opposite of subtle. They, yeah. They just they just they really just need to drop this. But Man. but but that's but that's Vince. He's not going to drop it. Yeah. Once he's got a hold of something, he's like an anaconda. He just keeps wrapping it around and around. And it's a good analogy. Like, yeah. Um, as far as the match goes, I mean Seth Rollins comes out and he's he's fired up and he, you know, they start the match on the rampway. It goes all through uh, back to the the ring. And, I mean, it's a fairly good match, and it does what it needs to do. Uh, what, to me, is a little bit upsetting here is, is the kind of the finish um, where uh, Brock Lesnar comes out, his, his music hits. It looks like Seth's about to finish the match, and Brock's music hits. Okay. And Seth's staring up towards Brock, and, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, uh, McIntyre hits the Claymore kick. And that's that. That's that's the end of the match. Uh, so it's unfortunate. Um, if it was me, uh, I mean, I would have had either Roman or Dean's music hit instead of Brock's mm-hmm. and make it to where, you know, uh, maybe Drew McIntyre would have the advantage in the middle of the match. He gets, you know, you know, he gets uh, uh, put down uh, from a stomp or something like that after maybe Roman's music hits or yeah. Dean Ambrose comes down. Whatever. Uh, but... You know, that's not what we get this time. I mean, so, I mean, like I said, for what it's worth, I mean, it was a fine match. It was good for Raw. A good main event. Mm-hmm. I liked it enough. Um, uh, it did have uh, an interesting off-air thing that was exclusive to WWE.com. Uh, Dean Ambrose came out, and he got probably the loudest pop of the night. And this, oh, yeah. was, this wasn't something that was even on live TV. Mm. Like, this is something that's just exclusive for WWE.com, but he comes out and the crowd went wild. Nice. And they, uh, he dispatched of uh, Drew McIntyre after the match and set up Seth Rollins for the stomp, and the, the crowd went home with, uh, you know, a smile. 
right on. It seems. So, you know, uh, it's just my opinion. I think that Dean Ambrose is much closer to resigning now than what he was a month ago or mm. two months ago when all this was announced that he was leaving. Um, so, uh, I really do hope he stays. I think that the pro- the key here is that they just need to let Dean be Dean yeah. and, and do his own thing. Yeah. Free him up to be a little bit more creative on his own. That's I think that's the key ingredient here. Yeah. No, I I really really hope I really hope hope that Dean stays. Uh, this heel character that he's been playing recently is some of his best work in my opinion. Um, he's he has this demeanor about him where he doesn't even need to say anything, and he just. I don't know, man. The faces he makes and, and well, just the the and, and it's not just de- like heel Dean. Mm-hmm. It's just let Dean be Dean. He yeah. doesn't have to be good. He doesn't have to be bad. I mean, he doesn't have to be Aleister Black, who's not good or evil. Right. He, you just let Dean be Dean and be just a badass. Yeah. That's you know. I mean, you can have more than one anti-hero on a show. Yeah. You know, Aleister Black is definitely one, uh, and Dean Ambrose is certainly another. So that was how Raw went. Um, SmackDown was a completely different show altogether. Um, uh, the Miz comes out and cuts a promo. We get a video package about Shane turning on the Miz, and this is probably one of the best promos that that Miz has ever uh, given in, nice. all, in all actuality. Um, he talks about his father and how you know his father genuinely. This was the first time that you know his father said, "I love you" and that I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. He came across very real and very emotional. Right on. Um, and uh, he he says that uh, basically. Shane is rotten to the core like Vince is, and that Shane was born the worst, that Shane doesn't own him, and that he doesn't own Kofi. So Kofi gets a mention and a nice pop out of that. Okay. Helps win the crowd over on the Miz's side. Um, Miz says that he was born to flip burgers, you know, in, in, in Cleveland, and that he was always told that he was average, but that he made something of himself because he followed his dreams and that he did this on his own. He says that hard work always beats talent, and says that everything he earned, uh, says that everything he earned, uh, and uh, that he's accomplished uh, based off of him working hard. Yeah. You know, okay. Uh, just to kind of condense it down, um, so uh, Shane's going to get an ass whooping at WrestleMania is what he tops it off with, um, and like I said, this is a great promo here by Miz. Yeah. Still very upset that uh, that they that they've disbanded and and that. Uh, Shane turned on him. I was, I was really, really digging the co-besties. Yeah, I'm still pretty upset about it, but at the same time, it's going to lead to a pretty nice match at WrestleMania. So, mm. uh, definitely, I, I, I 100% agree. Um, so, um, the rest of SmackDown here, I'm just going to run it down as quickly as possible because I know we've got that quarterfinals here for Fantasy Warfare 2018-2019 coming up. Indeed. Um, uh, Boston Hug Connection versus the Iconics. The Iconics cut a promo saying, Oh, Sasha and Bailey, you finally showed up. Uh, so, um, the match itself, look, I'm not a fan of the Iconics. I'm, I don't think you're supposed to be, though. Uh, well, I, I mean, look, they, and this is certainly not anything that I'm trying to hold back on or relent on. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that they don't have enough matches under their belt. They're not they're not skilled up um, uh, against a team like Sasha and Bailey and it shows. Yeah. You know, uh, Sasha and Bailey are clearly a level or two above where 
uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce are. Right. Um, uh, you know, so... But, I mean, to be fair, though, Boston Hug... They are... They're uh, the champions. They're the champs. You know, and, I get it. and even before they were champions, Boston Hug has kind of always been on uh, a high high level yep. uh, of entertainment and, and you know professionalism athleticism yeah. I mean, whatever both Sasha and Bailey as singles competitors are, are, are fantastic absolutely uh, but I think that's because they've had a lot more in ring time yeah and I just don't see a lot of in ring time in Peyton Royce and Billy Kay at this point yeah maybe that's just me I don't know but uh, you know hopefully you know they get more of that experience under their belt and I think this program uh, uh, with uh, Sasha and Bailey, and we're, we're probably going to see with Beth Phoenix and uh, Natalia, and of course with Nia Jax and Tamina. Um, boo, boo! I think that uh, hopefully this gets them more time under their belt. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, it's definitely not the greatest match I've ever seen from Sasha and Bailey. Unfortunately, um, of course, Lacey Evans comes out in the middle of the match, interrupts everything, walks down the ramp. And there's nothing else after that. And they're planning something big with her. Yeah, I mean, she keeps coming out, but they never do anything. Right. So, uh, I mean, it is what it is, you know. Uh, there's a Rey Mysterio interview. Uh, he, uh, he's he got his son Dominic with him, which is really cool. You, we remember Dominic from way back when, when uh, Ray and Eddie were feuding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, that is. Um, so... Uh, Dominic's way grown up. He's he's much taller than his dad, much bigger than his dad. But uh, uh, they have him on screen here for the first time. Uh, Ray announces he'll be facing Samoa Joe at WrestleMania for the U.S. title. Uh, Dominic says that Samoa Joe is just a bully, and he, his dad's going to do what he does best, and that's going to be bringing some gold home. Okay. So, okay. you know, it's a, it's a nice little cut there from Dominic. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens has his interview segment where he brings on Charlotte Flair and Becky. And he basically gives the fans what everybody's, you know, always clamoring for, which is another pull apart brawl from Charlotte and Becky. Cool. This one's this one's actually really good too. And there's there's little um, a little bit of a uh, of a mirroring of what they did on Raw with Ronda Rousey, where they have to bring out security to pull them apart, and mm-hmm. both women are beating up on the security cards just to try and tear through to get to one another. Uh, for another brawl, yeah. Uh, so um, I'm certainly sure that we're going to see more "quote unquote" undisclosed finds, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, for these two ladies as well. Um, so uh, that was pretty interesting. Uh, AJ Styles has an interview and talks about his upcoming match at WrestleMania with Randy Orton, which it's gonna is going to be great. That's going to be awesome, absolutely. Um, and uh, he says Orton has his advantages and that uh, most uh, that most haven't had. AJ puts over Randy, says that he's always been considered a first-round pick and that AJ would have been considered a walk-on mm. at most times. Uh, AJ says he's coming to WrestleMania to tear down the house. Um, and, of course, like we said, this is going to be a great match. Yeah. I don't I don't think that AJ would ever really be considered a walk-on. Um, he, he actually left WWE on his own accord when he first started in 2001. Mm. He went through TNA. He went through New Japan. He went through all these promotions, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, PWG, I mean, he's been where he, you know he's built up a an immense amount of work, um, and I mean, for me personally, I don't consider him a walk on. I think he's he's absolutely at Randy's level. Yeah. So AJ's being a bit modest here, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Uh, let, let's get to the SmackDown part that everybody's kind of 
talking about here. Daniel Bryan uh, comes out and cuts a promo before the gauntlet match, and he says that the real injustice is that Kofi doesn't deserve to be in a match against Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. He reminds us that Kofi Kingston's a B-plus player. Mm. You know, uh, so uh, the music hits for the New Day. Don't you dare be sour. The New Day's coming out. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Kofi uh, is prepared for his gauntlet match. I'm not going to take the time to go through the gauntlet match. If you want to see it, obviously it's on Hulu. Yeah. So if you're a Hulu subscriber, you can go back and check it out on SmackDown. Um but I mean, let, let's let's call it what it is here. Really, these are five matches that were solely built to put Kofi over. Yeah. So by hook or by crook, he always found a way to get the pinfall victory. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I think it was uh, his match with Eric Rowan. Uh, Eric Rowan disqualified himself, you know, because he just beat down on Kofi. Um, big Redwood. Big Redwood. <laughs> um, I probably shouldn't have enunciated it that way, but hey. We're taking this live. <laughs> uh, so he, um, I mean, the, for what it's worth, I mean, Kofi made history. He's, I, uh, from all counts that I'm aware of, the first guy who's gone, f- you know, from the start of the gauntlet match all the way through and won it. Nice. Which is great for yeah. Kofi, you know. Uh, the fans were all for it. Um, he got his pinfall victory over Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, you know, Sheamus and Cesaro. Great. It's it's. Uh, very good match and it did what it's supposed to what people are really upset about is uh, for good reason uh, Vince comes out after the match and goes congratulations Kofi (laughs) yeah you won the match you have a trip to Wrestlemania if you can beat this man what right that's the collective what from all all the crowd and Indy for that show Um, Daniel Bryan comes out there are flashes of Kofi almost beating Daniel Bryan. Almost. But it just wasn't meant to be. Now, I will say, uh, looking on here, one of our good friends here on Twitter, uh, at just Jeremy, hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Uh, he, he, uh, <laughs> I was actually going through the Twitter feed as this was happening, and before the match, he actually predicted this would happen that mm. Vince was going to come out right at the end and say you know hey Dan, uh, you know Kofi's got one more thing he has to do so uh, Jeremy if you're listening you called it my friend nice prediction sir yes nice prediction yeah now uh, of course uh, Jeremy did send me a message also saying uh, uh, he, he did tweet about a week or so ago that uh, he thinks that Cena still will fight Angle at Wrestlemania mm. so Okay, uh, Jeremy. Uh, you know, if you have those predictions, my friend, you are certainly a wizard. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, hoping that this is true, because I would much rather see Angle and Cena be the closer of Angle's career than Angle and Corbin. Hundred percent. Um, moving right along. I mean, look, SmackDown was written pretty wonderfully. The matches were fine, and this accomplished what it needed to accomplish. Um, Raw, in retrospect, was also pretty decent. It wasn't uh, the worst Raw I've ever seen. It wasn't like what it was in November and December, uh, which well, that was hard to stomach at times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're getting more ramped up toward, towards WrestleMania here. Um, we've got uh, 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 
Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins on the card, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair on the card, obviously. Which, by the way, this is a triple threat match, and Corey Graves pointed out on Raw this would actually be a notice qualification. Oh. Triple threat. Very cool. Apparently, triple threat rules now means it's notice qualification also. Is, that's a thing? I, I guess so. You know, I mean, look. I would disagree with that. I've definitely seen uh <laughs> that is what? Yeah, I mean that's what they say, man. That's okay. that's, that's what I'm being told. I mean that's cool. I've definitely seen a triple threat match where someone got disqualified for using weapons, but okay, Corey. <laughs> okay, Corey. Yeah, do your thing, Corey. Yeah. Um uh, so what else happened here? Um oh yeah, we've got the the uh singles match for the Cruiserweight Championship, uh which is uh uh, Buddy Murphy, the champion, versus Tony Nese, uh, who is winning the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, Triple H versus Batista in a no-holds-barred match, obviously. Woo! Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin in mm. a singles match. Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a singles match. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles in a singles match. So many singles matches. So many man. singles matches. Wow. Uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's probably going to take place on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. We'll probably also have a Women's Battle Royal as well. Um, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Yeah, um, I, we talked about this a, l- a little bit earlier. Um, this is going to be a very strange match, I think, uh, just because the the different fighting styles between uh, Joe and and Rey, it, it's just going to there's going to be some weird momentum going on. There's yep. ri- I I can't really see momentum being built. It's more so just. Okay, Joe takes all of Mysterio's momentum and then beats on him for a little bit, and then Ray takes all of Joe's momentum and yep. beats on him for a little bit. But there's not going to be a, a huge back and forth. Yeah, uh, both are great workers. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so this, I mean, I think it's it, it'll be interesting uh, to say the least. Yeah, uh, definitely a huge size disparity here. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe Dominic has a part to play in this because he will be at ringside for his father's match with Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wouldn't be opposed. Some quick NXT news, guys. As you might have noticed, we do our recording on uh, Wednesdays, yep. which is uh, the day where our favorite show comes on, uh-huh. NXT. Um, uh, so earlier in the show, Triple H um, announces that... Uh, uh, there needs to be something done about the title situation because of what happened to Tommaso Ciampa. That Tommaso Ciampa had his neck surgery. Very unfortunate. Um, very unfortunate. Uh, and he talks about how um, how this had been a uh, a match years in the making, mm-hmm. and that it was going to all come to a point here at Takeover New York. Um, that match is not happening, but we need to decide a champion. So Johnny Gargano is still in that match, um, and that the winner. Of a five-way match between Matt Riddle, yay, yay. Adam Cole, baby, baby. Yeah, there you go, um, Ricochet, Alistair Black, and I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, Adam Cole, Alistair Black, and the Velveteen Dream. Ah, yes. yes. Yeah. So the Mr. winner of the winner of the five way will have a chance to face Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship match in a two out of three falls match. So that is going to be fire. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Um, now, look, guys, I love me some NXT, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to spoil it. But 
to kind of look over the card here, uh, from what we're aware of, these tapings are done, I think, two or three weeks in advance. You can go on the Wikipedia page and find out who is going to be on that NXT TakeOver card. Uh, but I will say, again, spoiler free, if you do go to Wikipedia and check this out, this might be the uh, dark horse for uh, uh, show of the year, in my opinion. Uh, so you, you've got three big shows for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, you've got uh, TakeOver, uh, NXT TakeOver New York, which will be on a Friday. Uh, which, I'm going to be honest, it's the big one for me. It's going to be a huge yeah. card. Yeah. Uh, let me say that. So, I mean, I'm I'm really ready for it. Um, I, a personal note here. Uh, I mean, there is going to be a North American Championship match. I'm not going to say who is in this match here. Velveteen Dream will be defending his title. Um, I would have preferred to see it be a triple threat. Mm. And there's a certain Mr. Roderick Strong out of Undisputed Air who I would have liked to see added to that match. Yeah. Because I really like this concept of uh, undisputed air going for all the gold this year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're keeping him out for other plans. I don't know, but that's just me. I think that 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 match could have easily gone ahead as a triple threat match. Yeah, and and maybe they'll call an audible day of takeover and say that this is uh you know this is a triple threat. And they yeah. add and, and if uh, if Roger Strong does go over and, and ends up beating Velveteen for the gold, that makes sense for. Uh, for Undisputed Era's storyline of wanting to grab all the gold, yes. and that also frees up Velveteen to possibly move up. That's what I'm thinking here too. Which WrestleMania is coming. We always get call-ups. We're gonna either we're, around or right after. So we're gonna have a superstar shakeup yep. after WrestleMania, supposedly. That's in the pipeline. Um, and I think yes, like you said, Velveteen's plans are definitely gonna be uh, hinging on whatever happens at Takeover. Yep. So. Uh, we have TakeOver on Friday. We have the G1 Supercard uh, show with Ring of Honor and New Japan, which is also going to be huge. Yeah. Um, I think you, you're planning on taking a little bit of a break <laughs> on it's Saturday. a lot of wrestling, son. I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to watch that one. I'm going to do my best uh, to give you guys an update of updated show Saturday night after it goes off air. I'll probably... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching matches from it, Yeah. Uh, but not the whole pay-per-view. I mean, we'll, you know. yeah. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. But uh, just to paint you a picture, Stephen, I don't know if you're gonna be with me for the recording on that. If it has to be me alone in a dark room with just me and my laptop and a pair of headphones, then that's what it's gonna have to be, ladies and gentlemen. That uh, that sounded it's, real bad. It's very sad. No, it's not. It's gonna be great. Because okay. because guess what? You're gonna be back over at my house on Sunday, and we're gonna be watching <laughs> WrestleMania. Uh, possibly for eight hours. Possibly, possibly for twelve hours. Oh goodness! Uh, God, I gotta work in the morning. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not thrilled. Yeah, no. We're we're gonna we're probably gonna get maybe a a seven hour six hour show. Who knows? WrestleMania yeah. itself will probably be about five hours and maybe two hours of pre show. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, but yeah, WrestleMania weekends turn out to be big. Three big shows, and we're gonna we're gonna be covering it all, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. By hook or by crook, we're going to do it for you, the listener. Interesting phrase. I've never heard that before. By hook or by crook? Yeah. Oh. What does that mean? Uh, but, you know, like, by rain or shine. Uh, oh, okay. You like, know, no matter what happens. No, no matter what. Okay. We're, we're like we're like the mailman. Okay. We're, gonna, we're gonna, always going to be there. I see. Yeah. 
So, uh, <laughs> by hook or crook? By hook or by crook? Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm pumped for WrestleMania weekend. I know you're pumped for WrestleMania weekend, but you know what I'm also pumped for, Stephen? Oh, Shucky Ducky. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Fantasy Warfare 2018-2019, and we are going to cover the quarterfinals. Yes. I'm excited, Steven. We have some extremely difficult matches in these quarterfinals. That's an understatement, sir. Um, all four of these matches... I mean, I'll, I'll come out and say it. they're dream matches. Oh, yeah. You know. No, that, that 100%. There's no doubt about that. Just We are actually tasked with deciding who goes forward. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and just to kind of bring y'all up to speed, I'll go through the re- previous round's results just to make sure that everybody's on the same page here. Uh, we had Aleister Black beating Finn Balor, Seth Rollins defeating Cody, don't call me Rhodes, Rhodes, uh, Tommaso Ciampa defeating Will Ospreay, uh, Kazushika Okada defeating Kota Ibushi, and then on the other side of the bracket we had Johnny Gargano defeating the Velveteen Dream. That was so sad. Can you? <laughs> so Steven's heartbroken over that. He's a huge Velveteen Dream oh, fan. Love me some Dream, man. That's so sad. Uh, Johnny Gargano uh, went over in that match. Of course, Kenny Omega defeated Chris Jericho. Another really sad one. <laughs> uh, Ricochet defeated Pete Dunne in another close contest. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan defeated AJ Styles. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, to start things off here... Uh, we'll actually start uh, from a match from the bottom end of the bracket and kind of uh, shuffle around here because uh, oh, wasn't ready for this. There's some big matches. <laughs> uh, so the first match that we'll have here, Ricochet versus Daniel Bryan. So to, uh, it, very important distinction. Yeah. The new Daniel Bryan. The new Daniel Bryan. This is 2018, 2019. Right. So it is the new Daniel let, Bryan. Let, let's let's remind our listeners of kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, yes, exactly what you brought up here, Stephen. We are looking back at the years 2018 and 2019 uh, to uh, determine our results, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking at you know the accomplishments of each uh, uh, competitor. We're looking at historically, you know, uh, what, what their accomplishments have been, particularly over the course of that year. Growth, growth within the last year and a half. Growth in ring stylings. Mm-hmm. How this match would actually play out current booking directions, uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, is, again, is just our opinion. Just our opinion. Yeah. Because I'm sure that by the end of this episode, we'll probably make a lot of you upset. <laughs> but we want to hear what you guys think, so definitely hit us up on Twitter, at Headlock Talk. Yep. Again, that's at Headlock Talk. You can find us. Let us know what you think about these results, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not everybody's favorite's going to make it. Mm-mm. There can only be... One inaugural winner. Yep, and that's why I'm so excited about this. <laughs> so, okay. so let's get right to it. Yeah, Ricochet versus Daniel Bryan. Hmm. This is this would be an interesting match to say the least. Yeah. Um, now Daniel Bryan, he's obviously on a huge roll right now. The new Daniel Bryan, I should say. Thank mm-hmm. you for correcting me earlier. Yeah. Um, obviously, current world. Heavyweight champion in WWE, WWE champion. Yep. Um, 
you know, uh, he's really gotten a lot of uh, interesting reactions from fans, and I think that um, us liking him as the new Daniel Bryan is is, is uh, key in all of this here. Yeah, because he's just ha- he has great character work. Yeah, cuts great promos now as a heel. Mm-hmm. Fickle, uh, very fickle. Fickle. Um, one one fan who again I I follow on Twitter a lot and I'm scrolling through and so if I'm seeing your reactions I'm going to point them out here on the show. Um, somebody was like, "Why doesn't Daniel Bryan wash his hair anymore?" Well, it's quite clear he's he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's not going to stay clean. Well, also, shampoo is bad for the environment. It is. So he's probably using that patchouli oil. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. That that emu oil. Emu oil. Yeah. Mm. That's a thing. I'm not making that up. <laughs> Is that the sound an emu makes? Uh, probably not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> probably make make some some other kind of sound like Marr! or something. I don't know. Oh. Uh, okay. I'm not a zoologist, ladies and gentlemen. That's not my field of I don't study. Think it's either one of those, but whatever. <laughs> We're gonna have to pull up some emu clips here. Um. Now, this is no knock against Ricochet, though, because he's had a great run himself yeah. in 2018 and mm-hmm. 2019. He, he was North American champ. He dethroned Adam Cole in a spectacular match Absolutely. Uh, to win that uh, title. Um, obviously moved it up the, to the main roster with Aleister Black, uh, for, forging a really great tag team there. He himself is an awesome singles competitor. Uh, one of the best out there right now. One of the best out there. Um Personally, the way that I see this match going is very much in the way that Gargano uh, applied his strategy to, against Ricochet at uh, TakeOver Phoenix, mm-hmm. trying to keep Ricochet grounded as much as possible. Yep. Ricochet's a real hard guy to keep down, though. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, that would absolutely have to be the way that you do it. Um, with Ricochet, if you allow him to get aerial or, or get any air, mm-hmm. he he's going to rip you apart, and that that's just the rest the kind of wrestler that Ricochet is. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, Brian Daniel Bryan, excuse me, the new Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel uh, Bryan. D- does have a knack for being able to do that and yep. being able to keep people down and, and keeping the momentum where he wants it, uh, keeping the power in his corner, everything like that. Um, throughout this last year with with new Daniel Bryan's uh, reign. He's put away a lot of people. Yep. He's been putting some really great in-ring work out there. Yep. Um, One of the most solid in-ring technicians probably of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, again, Ricochet is probably one of the best aerial performers of all time. Yeah. So that's what makes this matchup so intriguing. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult, me, for, difficult for me uh, to approach this result here because i love both men yeah yeah um it's their their work is fantastic but let's be real here Mm -hmm. the most the more valuable championship is certainly the wwe title here at this point yep right yep um and considering that ricochet doesn't have any gold currently it it makes it very very difficult and that and you know this is one of the best uh, mm-hmm. WWE Championship title reigns in a while. Yeah, and, and Daniel Bryan has consistently every single week given us more of what we want and something new. Yep. Uh, the the character that he's playing is fantastic, and uh, and the way that he feeds off the crowd yeah. too, because he he gets the crowd to get those Kofi chants started mm-hmm. because he brings up Kofi. 
right. in, in these promos, and he really riles them up. Um, and considering that a year ago, uh, or maybe uh, even you know, uh, maybe a little bit before that, but I mean, we're talking about a guy who returned from what was supposed to be a career-ending injury, mm-hmm. someone who wasn't going to be cleared by WWE, gets cleared, and in the span of a year, not only becomes WWE champion but is one of their best WWE champions in recent memory. Yeah. And puts on a great match against Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. Consistently over and over again. Yes. Puts on a great match at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Helps put Kofi over. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, the man has had an exceptional year. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, taking nothing away from Ricochet. Yeah, who also has had a very exceptional year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, for me, i I got to give it to... Daniel Bryan. I'm, I'm, I'm in a complete agreement with you yep. here. Daniel Bryan, welcome to the semi-final round. Daniel yep. Bryan's the first entrant there. Ricochet, I'm so sorry, yeah. man. Ricochet. Uh, you being from NXT, got a special place in my heart. Absolutely. Uh, big but, fan man, you're in, you're in the big leagues now. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. I hope that you are in next year's tournament as well. Yeah. I, I definitely see that happening. Uh, and we can't wait to see even more from you. So commiserations, Ricochet, uh, but we will definitely see you again next year. Absolutely. Okay. And congrats, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, congrats to Daniel Bryan. You're our first semifinal entrant here. Quarterfinals. <gasps> semifinals. You're right. Yeah. Ah, I know how brackets work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving up to the bracket block A for our next match. Oh, we're not doing B? Nah, we're, we're switching we're, it up. We're switching it up, okay. my friend. Okay, you're keeping me on my toes. Mon frere. <laughs> uh, so, okay. at the top of bracket A, we oh, have God. Alistair Black, the Dutch Destroyer, versus Rebuild, Reclaim, Mr. Seth Rollins. Now, I'm wearing a Seth Rollins shirt, but I love... Again, both competitors. That's why they're in this tournament. We are huge fans of both of these guys. Um, this one is also very difficult to pick. Uh, this is this is the only one that I didn't have thought out before the show. Really? Yes. Well, um, I mean, I'll, I'll 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 kind of share with you where my headspace is at. Yeah. Because both men have held gold mm-hmm. in 2018. Uh, Alistair Black held the NXT uh, uh, championship, rightfully so. Uh, great reign. Great reign. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, defeated Andrade to win the title uh, last year at NXT uh, TakeOver New Orleans. So it was about a year ago, about this time last year, mm-hmm. that he was winning the championship. Um, uh, interestingly enough, his wife was involved in the match and helped him uh, in a uh, roundabout way win the championship oh okay uh, she didn't really turn on Andrade but she got involved and you know interesting you know, things happen okay but um, you know it's um, it, it's it's it was a little bit rough for Aleister Black though um, uh, he did drop the title to Tommaso Ciampa on an NXT taping in one of the best matches I've seen yep just well, in general, yeah, uh, out and out, great NXT match mm-hmm. uh, for for just a regular NXT taping. Yeah, he had to have, um, uh, well, I'm not going to put it lightly. He had to have testicular surgery um, uh, d- 
due to an injury that he had at a house show um, after he had dropped his title. Yikes. Um, everything's all good, though. I'm sure everything's all good, you know, where, where it counts. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, that slowed his momentum a bit. Uh, that, that, you know, there was a proposed three-way match that Aleister Black had to be dropped from uh, that he would have had with Gargano and Ciampa. Um, so this kind of continued on the Gargano and Ciampa feud. Mm-hmm. In, in, in a roundabout way, because of Aleister Black, we have experienced one of the best NXT Championship reigns from uh, one Mr. Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. So um, Aleister Black came back in great shape afterwards. Uh, you know, picked up a big win over Johnny Gargano. Had a really great steel cage match with him uh, on another NXT taping. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, almost reclaimed the NXT title again off of Tommaso Ciampa. And, I mean, let's talk about the man's ability, though, too. Yeah. Um, that black mass kick, man. Black mass is a devastating finisher. Um, the, the man is, is tr- you know, truly a, a, a kickboxer. Like, that's that's his, his background and his training mm-hmm. is in kickboxing. Um, so one of the most exceptional uh, stars that I've seen talent and ability wise he's also very good in the air I mean and, and you can tell that he's kind of gotten this strong style kind of training to him yeah um, so uh, he made up the main roster not too long ago he's been teaming with Ricochet as we mentioned in the pre- previous match uh, you know I mean he's very very good yeah very good that's putting it lightly <laughs> putting yes. it lightly um, but so is the man on the other side of the ring. Oh. Uh, one Mr. Yeah. Seth Rollins. Uh, he won the Intercontinental title multiple times mm-hmm. in 2018. He also won the tag team titles with uh, Dean Ambrose at one point, uh, which was fantastic. Um, Royal Rumble winner. Yep. And uh, we mentioned this on last week's episode. Uh, uh, he really was the workhorse for, for Raw this year. Whether, yeah. whether it was feuds. That and they've even been bringing that up yeah. uh, recently, uh, a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, he, with, with Roman particularly taking his leave of absence uh, for obvious reasons, yeah. um, Seth Rollins really became the face of Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anyone that can deny that. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, I mean, whether it was with Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, whoever, uh, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. He's had, uh, you know, uh, plenty of ammunition to stake his claim as WWE's it guy for the right. year. Um, they allowed him to bring the stomp back, which I mean, he couldn't use the the, the curb stomp for forever. Mm. It's just a little bit too much for the kiddos at home. Yeah, but I think that you you found a way to work it back. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I mean, stomp versus black mass. I mean, either can come out of any at, at any moment. Um, and both are very devastating. Um, I mean, this would be a hotly contested match. Yeah. Both men would have excellent work yeah. in the ring. I'm just going to come right out with it. Okay. And I'm now realizing we only have us two, so we don't have a tiebreaker. So that's interesting. We might have to call Chase in, depending on how this goes. Oh, but um, I am going with Aleister Black. And specifically, just because of Alistair Black has, <laughs> we need a tiebreaker. We're, 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 we're going to need a tiebreaker here, Stephen. So I'll make, make your case. Yeah. So the reason I'm going Alistair Black 
is because with Seth Rollins, I feel like, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but you almost know what you're getting yeah. with Seth Rollins. You know he's going to come out and put on a great match. Uh, you know he's going to come out and say some stuff that the people want to hear. But with Aleister Black, he just has this crazy explosiveness about him where he could be getting pummeled, just pummeled, no possible way to win. And then Black Mass, all of the momentum is now his. The crowd is now his. Yeah. You know, I don't. There's it not. E- well, it doesn't even have to be the Black Mass. It, right. It's, it it could be. It could be any, any other one, of his it, crazy strikes. Yeah. Any yeah. any other move. Like he he's got he's got like a really great stomp attack. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got a lot of moves that he can hit you from any direction. Yeah. And. You know, I, I just don't think there's a lot of superstars out there that can match that level of explosiveness from Aleister Black. But one of those guys is most certainly Seth Rollins. And I don't disagree with that at yeah. all. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said at, at the beginning of this, this is the hardest one uh, of the quarterfinals for me just because they're so even. Yeah. And I'm such a fan of both of them right. that, that it's really hard to make the case for either one. But if I do have to sit down and pick somebody, it's going to have to be Aleister Black. And, and and if it was almost anybody else, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am going to say Seth Rollins here. Yeah. Um, and it's not just because I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> and it's not just because he's an awesome dude. Yeah. But... If you look at it, just uh, and I hate to bring this up because it's going to come off as really cheap, mm-hmm. but he's going to be main eventing WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, the man won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the bigger name, the bigger draw, mm-hmm. is hands down Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And Seth, and I don't it, disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no. and, and uh, I know you don't. Mm-hmm. And, and time and time again. He proved himself on the big stage, and that's where we don't know a lot about Aleister Black at the moment. Right. He hasn't proved himself on the big stage, and I'm, I'm coming across as super snooty about that, and I hate feeling that way because I absolutely love Aleister Black yeah. and his ring work. But, I mean, if, if, if it was somebody like Vince or Cody or somebody else who's booking a tournament, the bigger star here is Seth Rollins, hundred uh, percent. If if star power counts for anything in this tournament, does it? Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I would have to imagine so. Yeah, uh, it has a, at least a small part to play. In yeah, it. and yeah. because this, this is such an even contest, it could go back and forth on any day. Yeah, but I'm going. I'm going to have to say Seth Rollins uh, would, would would win this match. I'm sticking with Aleister Black, man. Okay. Uh, I mean. I, I I get your point, and I, and I do like that you brought it up that, you know, Aleister Black hasn't really, you know, quote-unquote proven himself uh, on the big screen or, or on the big stage or whatever. Um, and that's true. However, if Aleister Black can pull out even half of the moves and half of the momentum that he has had in some of these NXT matches, whether it be versus Gargano versus Ciampa, whoever it be, if he can pull out half of that talent and put that to work on Seth Rollins, yeah. I can see him I can see him taking it. Oh yeah. And and and, and by all means I a hundred percent believe, along with most of these people on this list who are NXT guys or guys who are on the indie circuit, 
if given the opportunity, they're going to be champions one day. Yeah. Alistair Black, champion. Yeah. Ricochet, champion. Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream, champion. Yeah. Pete Dunne, champion. Matt Riddle, Adam Matt Cole. Matt Riddle, Adam Cole. Yeah. Tyler Bate. Yeah. Valter. Dude, if y'all haven't checked out Valter on NXT UK, uh, this he's, is, th- he's awesome. Yeah. And if you and if you like that, please by all means uh, check out Progress Pro Wrestling. Again, that's demand. If you go to Demand Progress, mm-hmm. um, I think it's Demand Hyphen Progress. Y- yeah. On the URL. Yeah. Every one of his matches looks like yeah. a fight. And it's funny. I know we're we're not really we're, we're tangenting uh, we're tangenting a little bit, but um, Walter is, is a super super interesting wrestler because his style is not a style that I particularly care for. Yeah. However, he pulls it he, off in such he, a huge way. He he does it so well. It's just, he's great. He's great. Yeah. So let's 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 make it this make it decisive. You and I are going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Yep. Unfortunately, we have to decide it. Yep. And this is. This is totally a hundred percent unfair, but we're gonna have to flip a coin. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. So, what do you say? Heads is Alistair Black. Yeah, for the black mask kick. He's heads. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's his target, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. Tails is Seth Rollins. I don't have a joke for that, but sure. Uh, there's no follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, without further ado, I'm I'm flipping a coin here. Steven, you're going to have to bear witness, and we're both going to have to be neutral. All right? All right, flipping the coin. It's Tails. Woo! All right. So Seth Rollins is going on to the next round. Alistair Black, our commiserations here. You you fought valiantly against Seth Rollins. I fought for you, man. I'm sorry. Honestly, on any other day, it would have happened, man. Yeah. But, um... This was this was also very very difficult for for me because yeah. I love both talents and Alistair Black again, uh, just like your partner Ricochet, you will be back next year. Yeah, I have more than a feeling about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So Seth Rollins is advancing into the semifinals here. Congratulations. C- congratulations. You know, I'm, I'm not even mad. I'm, I'm not. not even mad. I'm not either. Either of these men. I, I actually. Would know. I actually feel kind of bad. I. I. You know. I didn't mean to turn on you, Alistair. I just had to. It is what it is. Yeah, had to, had to make it argument for argument's sake. Yeah, yeah. there's no favorites in uh, in fantasy there, war there's games. There's no there's no fantasy there. Or there's no fantasy. There is no favorites like you. It's said. Definitely fantasy. There's, this is all <laughs> fantasy, really, if you think about it. Moving on, two legends in their own promotion. In one corner, Kazuchika Okada. Perhaps one could argue. New Japan's greatest ever champion. In the other corner, Big Daddy Tommaso Ciampa. Um, this one's also difficult because Tommaso Ciampa is the biggest heel in all the industry. Yeah. Kazuchika Okada is a legend in Japan. Yeah. So, for me... Knowing knowing that is is tough, but but I see you smirking here, so I know you're ready to to come out swinging with your arguments, well, Stephen. Okay, so this probably really isn't fair in the grand scheme of things. Um, is this where we're gonna get some upset listeners? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if any of y'all are New Japan fans, you're probably gonna be upset here. Um, New Japan is 
fantastic. Let me just get that out of the way. Fantastic. However, I am a wrestling fan of a more American persuasion. So, I don't watch that much New Japan. Now, I'm not trying to take that away from New Japan at all. Um, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 13 is one of the best pay-per-views I've seen. Uh, just he had, a, he had a great match against uh, uh, Jay White. Yeah. Yeah. And New Japan, fantastic. I just don't have that much context. Okay. You know? Um, If if you'll allow me, I can help you real quick. Please do. So, uh, Kazuko Okada uh, had uh, an 18-month run with the IWGP heavyweight title. That's New Japan's top prize. Um, So, he... Sorry, I was just looking at our next match that we have to decide. Yes, I I saved the best for last, in my opinion. Uh, But to get back to this one, um, so, 18-month reign... It spilled over into about six months worth of 2018. Okay, mm-hmm. um, he had excellent matches against Tanahashi, uh, against um, uh, another guy called uh, named Shibata, uh, who he had to. His, Shibata's last match was actually against Okada. Um, uh, if you if you don't know about these guys, if this is vague to you, go and go and YouTube it. Shibata versus Okada. Uh, towards the end of the match, Shibata actually gave Okada a headbutt. That actually connected. Mm. That and if you listen close enough, you can hear the skull on skull ringing throughout the arena. Yikes. This this actually caused a uh, a brain hemorrhaging from Shibata. He was hospitalized afterwards, and he's kind of in the boat that Daniel Bryan was in. He was medically forced to retire Damn. due to that. Um, he's not a hundred. Not even aware of that. Yeah, yeah he's not a hundred percent. But Okada, I mean, miraculously, he's okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he had great matches with those competitors. Uh, obviously, Kenny Omega, uh, he had great matches with. That's the main match that I think of when I think of Okada. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he took on all comers. Um, uh, in 2018, though, he had Zack Sabre Jr. He uh, was probably the, the highlighted one mm-hmm. uh, who they had a great match. Um and then, Zack Sabre Jr., another guy that was almost on our bracket. Yep. And he, he will be on next year's, I'm sure, yeah. as, as well. He's had a good year. Um, but, I mean, by June of 2018, Okada would uh, had dropped the title to Omega at, at Dominion. And I'll give this, it was the best match I've ever seen in my whole life. Mm-hmm. I've watched wrestling for 23 years. I remember uh, talking about this in our uh, our highlights of, of 2018 episode. Yep. I think that was episode four. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah I think so. I, I think, think I think that was the same episode yeah. that we did the actual Russell Kingdom 13 mm-hmm. review. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, go back and listen if you if you'd like yeah. to hear our highlights. Russell Kingdom 13 review, fantastic yeah. episode. Um, J. Raw's on it. Uh, yeah. J. Raw will be back. He shortly. will be. Yeah. J. Raw is still alive. Everybody. <laughs> Like, he is absolutely still alive. Yeah, he, we I I see him almost every day at work. It's just our work schedules are super busy right now, yeah. and it's hard to get everybody in the same place at the same time. And J. Raw is of course a family man. Family family comes first, and we a hundred percent acknowledge like Slater. that. Yeah, he he's got kids. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, J. Raw will be back soon, though, ladies and gentlemen. If yes. you if you're J. Raw fans, if you're if you're part of the J. Raw club. You know, uh, you know he will be back. Um, so, uh, the 
thing with Okada, though, is after he dropped that title to Kenny at Dominion 2018, mm. he kind of fell off uh, pretty much up until Wrestle Kingdom 13 when he had his match with Jay White. Okay. It's not to say that he wasn't great. It's not to say that he wasn't extraordinary. Uh, he's still Okada. Right. But he, the profile diminished quite extensively. Whereas Tommaso Ciampa has only been going yep, yep. He's only been going from strength to strength in twenty eighteen. Yep. And it was only until just a couple weeks ago that he had um, neck surgery mm-hmm. that's gonna, you know, put him out for uh, a while. Yeah. Um, so Tommaso Ciampa's status is, is not quite as clear going forward as Okada is is I think Okada's back on the rebound now. Mm-hmm. But who overall had the better 2018 up until now? Go ahead, Steven. Ciampa. Okay. So, uh, we've talked extensively about Ciampa on the on this show. Um, he is one of the best heels in the industry by far, if not the best. Uh, I really, truly believe that. And this NXT title run has been probably my favorite uh, title run coming out of NXT. Uh, or, or just in general. Or, or just in general, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Tommaso Ciampa has insanely good in-ring talent, insanely good mic work. Uh, he He's put on some crazy good matches uh, as a tag team with Johnny Gargano as DIY. Also against Johnny Gargano, against uh, Velveteen Dream, against Aleister Black. Um, at, at this point, it... I would just have to go with Ciampa just because his 2018 has been huge. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say other than, uh, you know, Ciampa's been doing it big, yep. as the young kids say. I mean, as <laughs> as you pointed out, like, um, like I said, his matches have been great this year. Tommaso Ciampa's, I mean, his title run was fantastic. Took the title off of Aleister Black in a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. The the trilogy with Johnny Gargano, and, and, I'll, and I'll and I'm probably gonna, again, we're we're upsetting some some New Japan fans, and I'm sorry guys, yes. but even though Okada's match with Omega is undoubtedly the the best match I've ever seen, my personal favorite match from all of that year though was Gargano versus Ciampa just yeah. because of, uh, and that that one from uh from Takeover New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That personally was the a a what seemingly at the time was a payoff to a uh, storyline that was over a year and it continues to this day mm-hmm. despite Tommaso Ciampa being injured. And it will continue once he comes back. And it will, yeah. I'm sure. For sure. Um but like I said, he put on great matches all year long with whether it was Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream, um, uh, just an extraordinary performer. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yes, when he comes back, it will be with a vengeance, I'm sure, because he'll want to have Goldie back. Oh yeah, um, and I want him to have Goldie back. I do too. <laughs> so, um, guys, if you're fans of Okada, if you're fans of New Japan in general. I'm sorry, but I think this one's unanimous here. I think we're yep. going with Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, no, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think he had the better overall 2018, and, and will continue to have one. Whether or not what what his status will look like next year, if we'll, if he'll make the tournament, is it's up in the air. Uh, but uh, six months minimum is a long time uh, for, for you know for neck surgery, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and to be and honest, that's especially a long time in the world of wrestling. Yep. 
So a lot can change. Uh, I hope he's back next year, but because we're looking at 2018 for the most part, he's going on to the next round. Yep. So if we want to, let's take a sneak peek and see where that puts us. Um, we have our first semi-final match lined up. Oh, man. Seth Rollins versus Tommaso Ciampa. Dream matches all around. Dream match. Man. All around. But before we get to completing the semi-final round, ladies and gentlemen, our main event of the evening here, and I feel like, I mean, we're already an hour, and almost an hour and a half in, but this one's going to take a little bit longer here, y'all. So hang on tight. Our main event of the evening, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Takeover, Johnny Wrestling in one corner versus the cleaner, Kenny Omega. This one's almost not fair. This one's yeah. probably going to be worse than us deciding Rollins versus um, yeah. uh, Rollins versus Aleister Black. Um, look, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it simply. Um, both men mean as much to each other's respect, respective brands. Again, Kenny's being, in this year, in this case, New Japan. Right. Uh, and Johnny's being NXT. Um, they, they mean a lot to both brands. Probably the most. Um, Johnny may very well be the best talent that WWE's acquired in the last 10, arguably, maybe even 20 years. Yeah. Um, it, it hit the matches that he puts on, even if they're just NXT matches, are fantastic. Uh, if you even remotely know about what the Wrestling Observer newsletter is, uh, uh, it's probably the most acclaimed and prestiged uh, newsletter for wrestling. They do um, uh, star ratings for matches. Uh, it's what a lot of wrestling uh, wrestlers and insiders in the wrestling business use uh, for, for news, for updates, uh, just to kind of have a template uh, for, for measuring how good everybody is. Mm -hmm. um, so their star ratings are normally handed out by Dave Meltzer. Um, Johnny had had uh, uh, what I would argue uh, at least two, if not maybe four five-star matches, in my personal opinion, and at least two uh, that, um, that, that were handed out uh, during all of 2018, mm -hmm. um, that would be more than any other guy on the roster, um, or, or even anybody else. You know, uh, probably in the last 20 or maybe even 30 years in WWE itself. Um, the match with Tommaso Ciampa was rated five stars, and the match with Andrade was also rated five stars. So that would have been from New Orleans, like we pointed out earlier, and and Takeover Philadelphia. That was the one with Andrade. Mm -hmm. um, Johnny t Johnny truly is Johnny Takeover. I mean, he's going to be main eventing NXT Takeover in New York. He very well could be your next NXT champion. Mm -hmm. But the man on the opposite side of the ring from him is, I mean, he's a head and shoulders above the rest of the pack. Yeah. On, on as far as the independent circle, circuit is concerned, um, you know, Kenny Omega. Only puts on great matches. Yeah, he may have put on the greatest match of all time with Okada, like mm -hmm. we just talked about. Uh, if this match actually happened, you better believe I. You could take all my money. I'm. I want to be there. Yeah. To see it happen. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I think this was this would be one of those dream matches that they really wanted Kenny Omega to sign for. They would probably would have put him in NXT, maybe even just for a short time, yeah. just so that they could have Gargano versus Omega. Mm-hmm. That would have been this would be an absolutely mind blowing match. Absolutely. Um, so it's not it's not all that fair. It's it's this is really really hard. Yeah. Because when you when you talk about the best. The best. Yeah. Kenny Omega is always in that conversation. Yeah. No matter who you're talking to. He might go down as one of the all-time greats. Absolutely. And that being said also, Gargano definitely has some weight in that conversation as well. Yep. You know? Uh, Insanely technical. Yep. uh, Really great on the mic. Um, (laughs) This is so hard, Tanner. Yeah. Look, I mean, um, this is what you usually do, but I'll, I'll do it and I'll, I'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come out right out and say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the winner would be Kenny Omega, um, and I I think that's how it would actually play out. Yeah, um, Kenny would be the heel in this situation. Mm-hmm. Gargano would be the overwhelming under uh, underdog babyface. And I think it would only play up more for Johnny in the future to take a loss against Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. I think this would be very close. I think this would be a dream opponent for Kenny Omega. Um, and this would probably, and, and I hope to one day see this match, but it would probably go down as maybe even a better match than Okada would have given Kenny. Yeah. In my professional opinion. I mean, um, yeah. You just look at these guys, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Their um, resume speaks for itself. If, you know, if there was one guy who could hang with Kenny, it would be it would be Johnny. Mm-hmm. But Kenny Omega is just a machine. Yeah, he held a more prestigious title this year, and as good as Johnny is, I I I think that he would ultimately go the same way that everybody else does who faces Kenny ultimately. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think I think it would just take a V trigger and one winged angel, and that would be all she wrote. Yeah, Johnny would give them a hell of a fight. It would undoubtedly be even above a five star classic. I would you know eight, nine, ten star classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the only guy who I could see getting his hand raised would be Kenny. Maybe if they put on a a, a series of matches, or if it was a two out of three falls match, certainly Johnny has a fall in him. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure that Johnny could beat Kenny, but in a one-off, it can only happen once. I'm I gotta say Kenny Omega. I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. Yeah, just because Kenny's the best man. You know, he's the cleaner. He's, yeah, he's the best bout machine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. We're, I, I mean, look, Johnny is Johnny Takeover, and I'll be rooting for him at Takeover New York. Uh, but uh, the way that I see it here, there's only one man who can advance, and that's that's Kenny. So is this unanimous here? I think so. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, commiserations, Johnny Gargano. You will absolutely be here again next year, just like all these these other superstars uh, and other gentlemen who uh, wrestlers who have been in this tournament. Um, we absolutely love your work. Uh, we hope to continue seeing you perform at such a high level. Yeah. You gave it your absolute best. It's just that you happen to be 
in the same bracket round as, as Kenny Omega. And, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing against anybody here. No. Um, no. you know, cause we love Johnny. Um, but Kenny Omega had the better year. Yeah. I think that's, that's something that we can agree on. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on to the semifinals. We'll cover that on next week's episode. Oh man. We have the semis on bracket A to determine the winner of bracket A, Seth Rollins versus Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. It's a big match. Huge match. Big yeah. big match for both men here. Yeah. And then bracket B, another hell of a dream match, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny Omega, the cleaner, versus the one and only the new Daniel Bryan. Both are dream matches here, y'all. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. The, you know, uh, bracket A's uh, dream match, uh, dream match in a sense for WWE fans. Mm-hmm. Bracket B here, Kenny Omega versus Big that's Daniel for, Bryan. That's just for all around wrestling fans. Yeah, if right you there. love wrestling, yeah. that would be a that would be the match. I mean, that would that was what most people were wanting to see if Daniel Bryan didn't re-sign with WWE. They yeah. wanted him to go to New Japan and face Kenny Omega. Or if Kenny Omega did sign with WWE. That you know? too. That yeah. way too. So we're going to have to wait and see here. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tanner. To my left here, as always, the one, the only, Stephen. Hello. Hello. And, and good night, y'all. And good night. You guys take care. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your evening. It's been a pleasure to be talking. Yeah, absolutely. If you uh, if you guys want to tell us if we got something wrong, if we got something really right, make sure that you hit us up on our YouTube comments, youtube.com slash headlocktalk. Also on our Gmail account, yeah. headlocktalk at Gmail. Yeah. Um, hit us up with questions. We'd love to hear from you and, and, and uh, get, get a shout-out, give a shout-out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, our Twitter handle is, again, at, at HeadlockTalk. Again, that's at HeadlockTalk. Of course, um, as always, uh, don't forget to uh, hit that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a, a rating on iTunes if you'd like. Again, we are available on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Um, so keep on listening, y'all. Yep. Oh, Really, really exciting thing. Really quick. We have a logo, y'all. Oh, yes. We have a very, very beautiful logo uh, made by my sister, Tamalyn. Shout out to Tammy. Shout out to Tammy. She's awesome. Uh, I think this logo came out really, really, really well, and I think y'all are going to like it. Uh, 100%. Yes, I absolutely agree. It's a wonderful logo, and thank you again, Tammy. You are very unique. Yes, you're you're a rock star, Tammy. Absolutely. We appreciate all your hard work and 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 you know getting that put together for, for us. For sure. Um, so we'll be posting that one up, y'all. Uh, but in the meantime, y'all take care. Have yourselves a great night. For Stephen, I'm Tanner, and thank you again for listening to Headlock Talk. Later, y'all.
Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. 